Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Power Strike for the Sega Master System. Strike was developed by Compile and published by Sega in Japan in February of 1988, in North America also in 1988, and in Europe also in 1988. Trifecta of timing. Yes, indeed. Now, this game was released in Japan under the title Aleste. Yeah, we're like Aleste. Aleste, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I've seen it, the name around, but it was kind of cool to connect those dots. Yeah, and this is an entire series, and a lot of them were brought over to English-speaking countries as Power Strike. Right, right. Compile is a Japanese game developer. Um, it is was notable in the 80s for their many shoot-em-ups, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but now is probably best known as the company that made the Puyo Puyo games. Oh, yeah. Slightly more popular. Very much so. Uh, and the first Puyo Puyo game to come to the United States was, I think, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Counting Machine. Okay, okay. And Nintendo did get their own Puyo Puyo in the form of uh, Kirby's Avalanche for Super Nintendo. Oh, well, we're all right. So like I said, this is a full series of games in Japan, the uh, Last Day series. And um, as you can imagine, there are some differences in the Japanese version of this game. There are two more levels, I think. Okay. And anime cutscenes that happen in between the levels. I did see some uh, graphics from those, and they look pretty cool. I kind of wish they were kept in. Agreed. And then this game was also very notable because you could not just go to the store and buy this game. Oh, yeah, you had to, like, mail order it? Or? Yeah, it was part of their order system, and I think it was in the back of other games where you could see games that were available to order. Because I know a lot of uh, places I went to shop didn't have a huge selection of Sega games. Right, right. And then, of course, this game did get a sequel, Power Strike 2. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a, a port of this also to the Game Gear, as with almost every other Sega Master System game. Why not? Yeah. That's the same hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crank them out, man. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Power Strike for the Sega Master System? This is a vertical, uh, top-down scrolling shooter. Shoot 'em up. Yeah, might even say bullet hell. It is very early, early bullet <laughs> yeah. hell, but I would agree because there's a there's a lot going on in these screens. There, yes, there are. It's it's from the get go, you know. Oh yeah, I mean this game does not play around. Well, let's start by saying that you are a a, a pilot in a plane. Yeah. The- so of course there is no jump. Right, right. You're just cruising around. The The name of your ship is the Power Strike. So, And it's more of just like a jet. Yeah. it's a, some At least in the, in the final cutscenes. Right. <laughs> so you do have your full eight-way directional controls when you are in the plane. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Zippy. Gets you around where you need to go. Uh, but really, you know, these kind of games are all about the weapons and the shooting mechanics. Definitely. In this game, it does have some interesting mechanics because you have two two modes of shooting. Mm-hmm. You have your normal like guns, yeah, yeah, and that starts off as just one shot per round. Yeah, it's your pul- uh, pulse cluster beam, and 
you can hold down your button and it continuously fires. Mm -hmm. But I think if you tap your button, in certain instances, you will get a higher rate of fire. Oh, uh, yeah, or maybe. I, I found it very... Sometimes it would not always be firing as fast as I knew I could do otherwise. Man, I didn't really c compare. I think it might have been when I had specific sub-weapons attached as well. Maybe. Because, um, I don't know about you, but I was basically almost always hitting both buttons at the same time. Yes, I was almost exclusively holding them both down. Like, like it was just, you just have to be constantly shooting. I, I have yet to find a real benefit to not shooting at right. all times, you know? Because as you uh, go through these levels, there are items, and one of the items you get will power up this main laser. And that laser can be uplated, or what does you call it? It's uh, the pulse cluster beam. The pulse cluster beam can be upgraded two more times, and it gives you, of course, two shots, and then three. You know, one from each wing, and then the wings and the center of the ship. Yeah, you, you power them up by collecting these, uh, they're called power chips, which, you know, is the first of many similarities between this and the later Guardian Legend, which we have reviewed, but they're little uh, yellow peas. Mm -hmm. And also, when you collect those, you get a few seconds of, like, invincibility? Uh, I don't know. I, I, there's a level of invincibility happening with so many of the items in this game that I, I just gave over it's... and, like, put myself in the fate of the <laughs> the Power Strike gods many a, many a time. Yeah, it's um, the... The manual says that enemies will disappear when you get them, but that is not true. But no. you do get a weird little flash. I was kind of watching some videos, and it really seems that way. But I think a more skilled player than me might be able to take advantage of that, you know? So these little peas, though, they're always carried by an enemy. Yeah, it, it's a, a specific type of ship. They, they always have the pea. I think they're even called power chip carriers in the manual. And when you shoot them, the pea doesn't just fall straight down either. It kind of pops out of them yeah. at an arc. So that's its own little skill is knocking them out the right direction and then chasing them. And there's normally like three or four in a row, mm -hmm. a little squadron of and ships. And how many does it take to get to the second level and then the third it level? feels like about a million. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot more than you want to have to <laughs> yeah, get. Yeah, it does. It takes a while, man. And it should be noted that when you have that three shot, they it is a little wider than your ship. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice because like you can block shots with that you know mm -hmm. constant firing there. Yeah, your spread. Because... There are certain shots, I think, that, you know, there's a lot of, there are several types of, like, enemy bullets, and some of them can be destroyed by anything, and some of them, I think, are specifically special weapons. Mm -hmm. And some, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, when you're dealing with uh, fire of this magnitude, you have to, I don't know, destroying bullets is, like, job number one. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to do that is probably with your secondary weapon. For sure, yeah. You get a, a nice selection of eight different weapons you can choose from. And these are the other power-ups you're going to find on the screen. For sure, yeah. And these are usually carried in by enemies or on the ground already. Yeah, you'll see little pods with a number, and when you shoot it, then... Then it floats cruel, up. Cruelly floats away from you. Like, yeah. It's the worst. Sometimes you are chasing those, and that's more dangerous than, than any other part of the uh, game. Yeah, there's there's no way. It's, uh, you, uh, it's so hard when the enemy's full of screens, and you see a weapon you want, and you're like, well, I can't shoot it yet, so I have to... I don't know. It's it's it pulls me in so many directions sometimes. And there are eight different sub weapons, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. And while you have them, you have unlimited shots of them. But like I said, while you have them, because this is a very interesting choice, I think, on the developer's part. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you because. I personally didn't notice this because I was constantly shooting them all, right? But in the manual, it says that some of them are, you get 80 shots, and some of them are 80 seconds. 
Oh, well, they almost always seemed like 80 seconds to me. Well, I know they definitely were for me because I never stopped shooting any of them. So I, w- I was wondering if, you know, maybe there's some strategy there for a, a better player, but uh, I don't know. I-, I wasn't sure if that, if you noticed that as well. I didn't. No, I did not. Either way, it's a, it's a strange uh, or a unique way to do it, I guess. Yeah, and I think it is unique because it makes it so you can't just rely on one forever. Right, right. Which, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And if you get another power-up of the same number, it adds more time onto your timer as well. Yeah, and will upgrade the weapons yeah, somewhat. And, you know? and yeah, it usually uh, gives you longer bullets or more. I guess we'll get into that here. Let's talk about each of these special power-ups. Let's get into it. So you start with the one no matter what. Yes, the manual calls this the directional shot, but you might recognize it as the multi-ball from Guardian Legends. It's exactly the same. Uh, which I didn't mention in our history part, but the reason you might notice that they're the same is because Compile also made Guardian Legends and Gunneck. Yeah, yeah. So these weapons may be familiar to some players out there, but this is a, a weird, kind of a tough weapon to get used to because it shoots whatever direction you are pressing on the D-pad. But Yeah, so it, it can be kind of useful for shooting directions you're moving, but... Uh, I don't know. Well, it's, as you power it up, the ball gets larger. Yeah, and it does have infinite ammo. It's the only one. So, And the uh, at level three, it will totally block enemy shots, though. Nice. That's so important. if you can get yeah. to there, then it's really powerful. So when you level up a weapon and get another weapon, say, yes. and then you switch back to the original, the first weapon, yes. will it start over again? It will start at one, at that's, one first level of that weapon. That's what I thought, because I think, is it in Gunak where they stay powered up? Or am I just conflating Guardian Legend total? I don't know. Well, it's been a minute. I, I foolishly early on was trying to like hoard all the power ups and just I'm, I'm leveling them all up, and then it didn't work, and I was not happy. No, it won't work. Uh, but you will get access to the second power up. Do you have a name for this one? I do. Well, the manual names this the Web Gun. All right. Which is, has nothing to do with webs. No, it's more like a shield. Yeah, kind of fire gun thing, you know. Yeah, I avoided this one like the plague because you have to be right up on the enemies to use it. Yeah, it creates a little, it looks like a flamethrower in front of you. And, you, you know, you hold it, hold down your button two to charge it up. And then when you let release it, it'll shoot off. But I don't know if it's really powerful. I guess as you power it up, it takes less time to charge up. Okay. But I, yeah, this was not one of my favorites, to be honest. Now, level three or power up three, it was one of my more favorite once Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the laser cannon yes and it is a pretty standard laser yeah um it's like a long beam shoots right out of the middle of your ship it is one of the types of lasers that will stay in front of your ship yeah so you can kind of arc and angle it around as sweep through enemies sweep it through and then uh i believe according to the manual it as you power it up you will get more time with it supposedly so i don't know I know it does power up as well to where you can get like double lasers. On yeah, side. I would say you get a wider beam of lasers as you get more power levels of it. And this one's really great for bosses. It does tear through a lot of enemy fire, mm-hmm. but it's great because it really punches through everything and then you can concentrate on one big enemy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now there is, uh, what's, what is the name for number four, Nick? The rolling fire. The rolling fire. And this is another like barrier or shield type. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a little fireball that orbits your, your ship, blocking bullets and destroying enemies. And um, I used it when I had to, but I didn't want to rely on it because since it's orbiting, there's always a lot of time where it's yeah. not, you don't have any control over what pe- part is open and what part is getting hit. Agreed, agreed. Um, I guess as you power it up, it will increase in power and speed. I know it does kind of enlarge the ball, I believe. Um, this I- is another familiar friend from the Guardian Legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five. 
the worst of the worst, the homing flame. I didn't even realize it was homing for the longest time. Well, this, you know, uh, it, it's a little, it's kind of like a cluster of little fireballs that will start out at your ship, and I, it goes out and follows some enemies, but... But only if you let go of the button, or like only if you, there's a weird timing to it, because if you keep tapping your button, it just stays around you. It's a weird uh, gun that is just not strong enough, like you need something to clear the screen of bullets and enemies, and this will go get one of them, and whoop-de-doo. <laughs> if, if the bullets stay around you, your fireballs, they will help clear out some of the enemy fire. Yeah. But, I mean, this was one I took only if it was my only option. Right. It was more accidentally. Uh, or accidental. Not cool. Which is a, another horrible side note. <laughs> uh, that is the worst part of this game. Nothing feels worse than being awesome and then actually getting some horrible power-up. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's cruel. Cruel indeed. Our next power-up, number six, is another one I used quite a lot. Yeah, this is the swing web. All right, and it's just like a wave beam. Yeah, and um, it's like the... It kind of, if you're going left or right, it arcs a little, it angles a little bit each direction. Which I think is super handy. I agree. It's it's like, awesome. It's really good for clearing the screen and sweeping away lots of stuff in front of you. Yeah, this was one of the first ones when I was actually making success in the game where, where I was like, all right, I've got this. I'm shooting. I can keep the screen, or keep the screen clear. Like, it's great. And as you uh, go up in levels of this particular power-up, it gets a wider wave. Yeah, which is great. Like, I... I know this was one of the first ones I got maxed out too, where I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this game is possible." And this is another really good boss killer. Sure, yeah, because it'll wipe away you know a lot of the debris, but also get punch right all the way to yeah the weak points. It's not getting absorbed exactly. And number seven, one I did not use as much. Uh, this one's okay. It's the the plasma ball. Yeah, where you get a little f- a fireball that just kind of is right in front of your ship. It'll hurt enemies and absorb bullets. It's not uh, super awesome, but if you level it up, it'll get to the point where there's like three of those large fireballs in front of you. Yeah. Like it, it lengthens a bit, so it's it's nice and strong, and it, it's good against some bosses and stuff, but not... It puts me in a position I don't want to be in, though. The range is, is a little short. For sure. It also, and the manual says that this, as, a, as like a special perk, it hits enemies on the ground. Um, I thought everything, I don't know, I didn't really notice certain weapons hitting things yeah. that, or not hitting them on the ground. So well, I was using both my weapons at all times, so it's hard to say. Right, th- there's a lot going on. And finally, the eighth and the best weapon of all. Agreed, the the wipe laser. Okay, I think it was like <laughs> a, a wave beam, but... Yeah, yeah. And it is the laser, but in a wave, sine wave pattern. Yeah, it's uh, strong, it's strong just like the other one, but it covers a lot more ground. Yeah, so. and you can still move back and forth and it moves with you so you can really clear away a lot of uh bullets and enemies with it. it definitely it's uh it's the way to go if you see that eight you know it's great and as you power this one up it gets a longer and longer laser beam which also helps your killing power so you want it you want it all yeah i chased this one down always this was the the one no matter what i would go for yeah, an yeah. Eight. there's no gun that oh, that trumps it now there are lives in this game that's right you start with three and you can earn one ups at you get one at twenty thousand, and then every hundred thousand afterwards. Yeah, and it's actually pretty. I feel like generous about giving you one ups. Yeah, well, you do like bosses and things. You'll start seeing them; they're worth like ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand points. So yeah, you know, it's you basically an entire extra extra life. Because there would be points in this game where I would just burn through four or five lives at a time. Oh yeah, man! I trying chasing like another good power up. <laughs> and luckily I had, you know, I was safe sitting at the beginning and later towards the end, the middle of each level. Oh, yeah. And that final level after every mini boss. But 
I guess this is talk for the next segment, but uh, sure, sure. I, I was, you know, being able to rack up enough free men to where I could burn through a few. Sure, yeah. With not having to worry about it too much. Agreed. Now, you know, you'll see um, all this on your HUD. It's on the right-hand side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And you also have uh, the number, which weapon number you have. Yeah, and your your amount of shots slash time remaining. Yeah, and that's that's all the information you really need there. And that's all that's out there. And yeah, deal with it. And then there is a continue. I'm not sure if it's limited, though, because... Um, I was cheating so bad, so. Right. <laughs> because there is a code you can do to start with nine lives. And that is, I think, like a mandatory. Yeah, I that really extends your life to the ability to where it's like you're able to get a high enough score to really pad on top of that as well with lives, with extra, you know. Right, right. But I did notice that if you die and then continue, even if you put in that code, you're not starting with nine the second time. Okay. And I tried putting it in again, and it didn't work, so. Maybe that was error, but I don't know. And it's not a hard code to put in. No, no. It's just kind of, it, it reminded me of the Konami code, kind of, where it's a sequence of like, what, like down, down, left, up yeah. things, you know. And then there also is, if you complete the game, a bonus level you can play uh, by putting in a code. Yeah, like area zero or something. I, yep. I never, uh, I didn't try that after I was done with this game. I crumbled into a pile of sadness because it was so demanding. <laughs> Well, Nick, this is a Sega Master System manual, so I'm guessing it's in blue and white. It, it is. But what else does it have going on? Well, it's got 17 pages. That's average, I think, for this time. Yeah, I mean, you know, for a shooter, there's not, you know. It right. Does, it has some, a few screenshots that are really light and hard to see sometimes. Okay. What about artwork? There are there's some enemy arts, but that's it. Okay. Which is okay, I mean... They do give a lot of the enemies names, which is nice because they're all just very weird ships, but then the names are just as weird, so it's equally useless and it's in Yeah, it's going to be a hard one to talk about in that, <laughs> that way. But, I mean, it was kind of cool to see a lot of these bizarro enemies are featured in the Guardian Legend, so now you can kind of see, oh, okay, this is where they came from. Uh, the story is pretty cool, uh, funny, too, because... Because we're, we're getting an American story made up. Yeah, yeah, but once again, scientists have failed us. They accidentally unleashed a botched genetic experiment... Oh, man. ...of super-intelligent monster plants. They can take over people's brains and make slaves out of humans. Whoa. And then, so... So you need less, a plane to go stop them. You get the power strike, which is the only super cool ship, and you have to go stop them. And there you go. All so right. yeah, it was like, hey, mutant plants. It explains a lot of the backgrounds. Fair enough. Definitely. But it also, you know, it kind of points out too that the enemy ships and stuff are all built and piloted by zombified humans. Oh, that's that's more depressing. Yeah, but yeah, I other... thought you were going to say by plants, and I was like, oh, so I don't have to feel bad about destroying no, them. No, nope, they are. I mean, you know, it depends on how you feel about the morality of killing zombies. Are they really? Why don't really like plant zombies? Could we cure that? Ah, uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, you kill them. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so you get a little weird story. It does go through each of the weapons, which I think is the most important feature, you know, since there's barely any controls and stuff. You get a brief level preview and, of course, the score grids. Oh, yeah. And that's it. So uh, if you want to know what the weapon's do and can't find it, this is the place to go. Otherwise, yeah, nothing here. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Power Strike? I never played this game before. Uh, I remember seeing it in some articles, you know, referenced in articles about the Guardian Legend. And other than that, that's all I knew. I was like, it's a shooter by Compile, so hey. And I had never even heard of it until you told me that we should play it for the podcast. <laughs> I, I saw some... Uh, I saw it on some like videos of like top master system games or something. So right. I thought, you know, I was like, well, this seems to be. And I feel like I've heard of the Aleste series. Yeah, I know. I've seen the name and stuff, but never knew what it was or, you know, I don't know. I didn't have any meaning associated with it, I guess. Same. Then what was your more recent experience here with Power Strike? Um, I beat this game, but I, I cheated and cheated till the sun came home. Or... <laughs> I think this is a rare instance where you cheated more than I did. I, man, this game really—I don't know if I. You don't. You don't play a lot of shoot 'em ups on your own time, though, do you? Well, and not specifically not ones that. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's a weird like it feels backwards in some ways, you know? So I don't know if it was just, I wasn't getting used to it. Right. But you know, I was, I don't think I've cheated this much since we played Truxton or something. Okay. So. Well, I cheated, but I, not as much as you did because I think I play a lot more. I mean, my son and I are both kind of into them. Sure. So sure. we always look for two player shoot 'em ups. Okay, okay. That we can go through together. Yeah. And, um, you know, I did cheat as well. I, the very first, I think the three, first three levels I cheated, I saved at the beginning mm-hmm. and tried to make it all the way through. Right, right. Which successfully. I mean, that's all about holding on to your power-ups, really. Definitely, yeah. And then after that, you know, I'd probably save once or twice, like in the middle, like right after I lost my first power-up. Okay. And then the final level, that was a save after every mini-boss. Sure, yeah. Because I was like, I I need to get done with this. The gauntlet. Um, but it was interesting to play through uh, with my son as well, because as you know, you and I are big Guardian Legends fans. He's a big Gunnack fan. Sure, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to see, you know, how this influenced both of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played a little Gunnack, and I remember, I don't know, I didn't think that was too crazy, but I feel like with this, ah, whatever, we can talk about that more later, but yeah, I'm a cheater. That's all there is to it. So yeah, let's get into it. I would like to start by saying that this game is like the grandfather of Gunnack and Guardian Legend. Sure, yeah. It is a mix of a lot of those same concepts, but also, like many grandfathers, uh, hard as nails compared <laughs> to its offspring. Oh, sure, yeah. It, I mean, I was really surprised when it's like you start the first level. You and see, you're, you're dying right away. No, they, they, it's like you are in the thick of it. Like There's no like warm-up period. You, you, you don't know. have that one slow <laughs> string that no. comes at you that you're like, they're like, shoot all six of these and you'll get a thing. But, you know, to their credit, though, this game is constantly throwing so many bullets and enemies at you, and it, there's not nearly as much slowdown or flicker as I would have expected. No, I, there's a very impressive amount of bullets and enemies flying around all the time. It's a, a credit to the Sega Master System. And, you know, this game does fall into that category of bullet hell shooters where I spend the majority of my time dodging. Oh, yeah. And I'm not really focused on what's coming to me. I'm more focused on avoiding bullets and just laying down constant fire as I move around the you, level. It's your only hope. It's like it's like a garden. You're constantly weeding and it will never, you know, it's like the if you let up for a second, you're overcome. And, and then, or like... If I accidentally, anytime I would move to the top half of the screen, I'm, I'm screwed. 
Yeah, it is. That's a fool's errand. <laughs> it tricked me several times to be like, oh, no, I want that power up. And you go up there and then maybe you do get it. But then it's like, well, now the bottom half is covered in ships and bolt. How do I get back there? If you don't have maybe the multi or the directional shot can help. but Or any of the ones that tough. move to the side are like a sweeping pattern. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this game is the shoot em up figure eight. Yeah. yeah. Where you're going to just be kind of figure eighting across the bottom of the screen you know, dodging bullets and then trying to sweep back and forth to clear out as much as you can. Yeah, well, you're like drawing drawing fire to spots, so you have to From the left to the right. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, on top of that, it is interesting that they add this timing mechanic to the bullets. Yeah, you yeah. You know, that you only have it for a specific amount of time, your, your power-ups. Yeah, it, it's cool because, you know, you can't just get the best weapon and then cheese your way through it, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. But And it also, I think from a development standpoint, it allows them times where they know, well, you're not going to have anything here. It's going to all be worn off. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, another interesting thing is, you know how... You will you get the the special weapons from the pods on the ground, but then mm-hmm. sometimes you'll see that you know a ship will come in and it'll say like four or you right. Know. And I think that's randomized. Those are it. They're timed and they're in order of the. I guess that's that's. What oh, I was like. that makes a lot more it's sense. It's like every minute and a half or two minutes, one of them will come, and I guess they just progress through it. I didn't notice the order, but um, it's it's that's kind of neat. So that even if you're caught out in between the areas where you can get power-ups. If you run out and you have nothing, you can at least pick something up. Or at a boss. I've had that happen at bosses as well. Yep. yep. That, that have been a great boon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're stuck there and you're down to the old uh, pulse cluster beam. Yeah. But sadly, this game also does fall prey to one of the big shoot-em-up uh, problems, and that is, you know, if you are powered up and then you lose that later on in the game or at the end of certain levels, yeah, it's almost impossible to get footing. Well, you really, like, there's no middle ground. You're either a destruction machine or nothing. You are you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's I mean, it's once rough. you have the three bullets, yeah, you're okay. You can go without a special item for a little while. Yeah, yeah. But if you go back down to that one bullet Oof. stream, it is really hard to recover from. Yeah, it's tough, man. But luckily, even during the boss fights, they will start throwing lots of those uh, power P-ups or power chips. Yeah, yeah, power chips yeah. at you. So there's always a stream of those coming in. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. And I mean, I think while there isn't like a huge variety of sprites in the game, because I mean, there's not really. There's, there's not a lot of different enemies. No, they're, and they're not like themed to levels. Like, no. You, you've got the same like eight ships you're going to be fighting the whole game. So, but, but I mean, they look pretty good for what they are. And they do are. sprinkle in a couple new enemies, more like ground based things as yeah. you progress. Yeah. But yeah, they do a decent job of making the levels look different, I feel like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, another big saving grace is uh, when you can hear it, the music is really good. Yeah, I. Um, this is another one that not only does the constant brutal action distract you from paying attention to the music, but the screen is just, or the sound is just covered in a layer of pew-pews that yeah. will make it tough to hear. But I really like the music. It's Agreed. Like, interestingly, like, bass and rhythm-driven, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's pretty cool. I played a lot of this one with headphones on. Oh, sure, yeah. So, therefore, I kind of got a little bit more. And uh, I was really digging it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it was, you battle your way through these levels. Like, I actually felt like most of the time when I would get to a boss or a mini-boss, I was like, oh, it's a break. Oh, agreed. Because like, the bosses easier. are pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, where just have... You know, even if it takes a while, I'm like, these targets are not moving. Right. I'm not getting swamped from all sides by wave after wave of these zombie plant people. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, folks, this is it. The level-by-level level portion of our show. Yes, it is, and it's there, a shooter, so there's... Not a lot to talk about in the levels. And we could list them out and be like, well, in level one, you'll be fighting 957 enemies. Yeah, um, but I mean, we'll briefly talk about what they look like and, and the bosses of each one. Yeah, many yeah. bosses. But total, there are six levels. Yes, there are. And I feel like there's a pretty good progression in difficulty. Yeah, I... It does. I mean, it definitely progresses, but it's like it's like going from hard to really hard. I don't know. It's just like from the very beginning, right. you know what I mean? Where it's just like woof. Like after the first time I played the first level, I was like, well, all right, I'm in for it now. Let's let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it definitely took um, some getting used to. I, I played the first half of that first level. I don't know, a good ten times. Well, and you but know, once you, you get your controls down, mm-hmm. once you get the you know, you understand your speed versus the speed of all the bullets. Right. Right. Which is a big a big thing about shoot 'em ups is like. You have to get to that point where you you now know the timing of all the things. Well, and sadly, like I was saying, there's not as much slowdown as you might expect. And this is a game where I'm like, I could actually use that. Like, Please. <laughs> I need the help. Help me. But we have uh, stage one, or round one as they call it. Yeah, the manual calls this the power strike takeoff. Okay, and you are starting out over pretty standard looking green grasslands. Yeah, you get some forests and water, rivers. that kind of stuff. The manual also confusingly says this is a desert. It's not. They it, lied. It is not. They told us a lie. I feel like they may be like translating the Japanese version. Oh, yeah. It's a dessert. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, maybe. Who knows? Like, I don't know. It, it's actually one of my favorite things about the manual was how confu- weird the information was for the level's preview, you know? And you find almost all your standard enemies right off the bat. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. There's Well, there's like, there are basically... The two categories are the enemies that, like, come flying at you. Uh-huh. There's a lot of those, and they're usually coupled with some enemies that are slower, and they're, they're the shooters. They shoot. Some your... shoot directly at you, and so then some will stop and shoot out, like, a burst of, of bullets in all directions or one direction. Yeah, there's those orange bullets mm-hmm. you see a lot of. There are those weird, like, triangular canister enemies where they separate and oh, come yeah. together. Um, there's the closest thing to a standard shooter enemy you'll see those like reddish ships that'll come in like five five in a row they'll come in a little yes. formation from the side sometimes but really this level is about familiarizing yourself with the weapons i know there's that spot near the beginning where there's like two oh. of each power yeah. up it's you know pick your poison right there and hold on to it as, as tight as you can yes and these levels are you know there's only six but they are pretty long so you know you'll be fighting your way up for a while I don't remember if there's any mini bosses here, but not in the first level. I know that the actual boss is the first of a series of what I call ground bases, mm-hmm. where there's just a bunch of turrets on the ground that of different, sometimes sizes and types that you will have to destroy. And um, usually there are like large eyeballish looking ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they'll shoot more. Uh, I, I did notice that in these boss fights, the more things you destroy, the faster the remaining cannons shoot yeah you know i and i saw something i i couldn't find any concrete information about it but i saw someone referencing it from talking about a different game where they were like yeah this is similar to power strike and they both have the same reactive ai thing so i like the game is maybe making things harder or easier for you depending right and so your tactic should be as i learned that you want to take out the big eyeball or the main cannons first Mm -hmm. it's kind of contrary to popular common common systems sure because you don't want the stronger hits and the harder to destroy bullets to be the fastest ones at the end right right you want the smaller easy to destroy bullets to be 
the ones that are really sped up at the final round. Yeah, yeah. Or when, when once you you've st- destroyed most of it, you start seeing those like orbs, but they shoot where they're not even really like bullets. They just block shots, and they're you know mm-hmm. like I've there was one boss where well I don't I don't specifically remember it, but where I just had the one big turret left, and it was there was a cloud of like ten of those around it, and I was like I can barely even get through time. this. Like, take some time. Yeah, it's it's rough. And then once you have destroyed this ground base, it explodes, you fly past it, and then you get a cool, like, turn on your afterburners and rock it away. You get a long trail of fire. But then you're off to round two, the deep forest. It's more uh, green trees, jungly maybe. Uh, You do get some cool, what I call, techno lattice, but (laughs) where, you know, the the ground drops away and there's, like, grids of Mm -hmm. future pipes, I don't know, (laughs) supports, laser highways. Yeah, uh, and in this level, they start. It gets a little more sparse, you know, with the choices of power ups. Yeah, well, you might expect that every level to start like the first one with a nice, you know, smorgasbord of power ups, but not really. Like you'll get a few, but then you and don't get them all. You'll take what you get. Yeah, beggars cannot be choosers. And then uh, at the end of this one, another base type boss. That first one was kind of like a volcano. Yeah, yeah, Ish, yeah, yeah. At least shape wise. Yeah, and it's it was on some like rocky stuff, but mm-hmm. now they just keep getting bigger with more. They're very similar to the very first boss in Guardian Legend. You know, when you're approaching the planet, where it's just that one. You know, it's just a bunch of turrets shooting at you. And this one is a little more, yeah, like you said, more spread out, but it's almost the exact same type of fight. Yeah, yeah. You want to take out the giant orbs first, and then move on to the smaller ones if you can help it. And then you'll move on to stage three or round three. Oh yeah, the Great River. And it is a great river. Which, it, it's weird. I wonder, it because there were some points where I was like, all right, these are just blue trees. Right. Is that supposed to be water? Are you are you pulling a clouds and bushes are the same thing, like Super Mario Brothers on me here? You know, like, because it be. doesn't really look like water, but it looks fine, I guess. And here we'll see, this is, I think, is one of the first levels that has the, like, little mini boss enemies that come out. Yes. The manual calls them all Big Master Enemies, and... They are typically like a ship that will shoot around, and it's like it changes color. Yeah, because it's got a yellow and then a red when it's about to die. Yeah, so you know those are all right. And they can be a little hard because you know they're slower moving than you, and they can really pin you into like a corner or a side of the map if you don't mm-hmm. stay stay ahead of them and stay away. Yeah, you have to like lure them around these weird because sometimes they'll get like halfway off the screen and they're hard to hit, you know, yeah. and and they're they're quite tricksy. I don't remember having a lot of trouble with this first one. No, no. And a lot of it depends on what power-up you have as well. Yeah, this first one is called the Re-Traitor. Okay. And they all have some sort of traitor word in their name. Interesting. Yeah, and it's spelled wrong, so there's that too. Cool. E-R, traitor. <laughs> but after you defeat this guy and uh, the millions of ships, you'll make it to the boss, which is, yet again, another ground base. And of course, they do keep getting larger and larger. Oh, yeah, definitely. Each one is just, you know, there's more turrets. Usually, You know, you'll start seeing some different... I think this is the first one where it's like there's some empty spots in the middle. Mm. It's like broken into three thirds. Sure. So now you have bolts really shooting from all directions. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if it's here, but at some point they all start, you know, really like, you know, the enemies are still coming while you're fighting these. And that's not cool. Uh, I don't think it's here, but eventually they, they, they do start like opening and closing. So you can't even hurt them at certain times. Yeah. Yeah. That old trick. Those guys. But again. This is the easiest part. <laughs> yeah. So you can get through it, and you'll move uh, on to round four. On to round four, Mew Plant. Mew Plant? I'm guessing it's like a mutant Oh, thing. not like a cat noise. 
or I thought like I was like maybe it's like the lost island of Moo or something, but no, uh, it's just because it's all covered in plants. You see a lot of like buildings that have like mutant vines all over them and stuff. Yeah, actually, this is the first one where it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, well, hey, those it's cool plants. looking. Yeah, yeah, and you'll see. Uh, this one has a couple, like you'll have the mini boss where it's a larger building with like six big plant mouths or whatever on top. And, yeah. you know, you blow those up and then move on. You get another big master enemy, the maniac traitor, which I think that's the one that looks like a jack or like oh, an yeah. asterisk. You know what I mean? Shape like. Yep. It looks like an asterisk. And I, I felt like those all had the exact same strategy as well. There was nothing. Yeah, no. You just kind of circle it, pull it to the top of the screen, swing behind it, yeah. shoot as much as you can. As it gets closer to you, then you have to leave and lure it back to the top. Pretty standard. Like, really, the only tough part is if there are other ships or enemies approaching, you know? Mm-hmm. But then after that, progressing on, you will get to the final, uh, where the boss of this, which is another uh, it's another bigger plant building with seven mouths and eight flower cannons. So. Yeah, so we're no longer at, like, the base form. Now, these are, like, full-on giant evil plants. Yeah. They're... And they're, you know, the, you can only hurt the mouths when they're open. Yes. So that's, you know, you got a little timing going on there as you destroy these like Audrey's two through nine or whatever. And then you're on to round five invaded, which I guess is the plants are on the attack now. I don't know. You're in the desert kind of have some desert or cliffs maybe. And then you have some cool looking like black and red like tech backgrounds where it looks like inside ships, lights and stuff. Yeah. This level looks really cool. You're actually going to fight a ground base, then another uh, a re-traitor. Okay. Which is another one of those big master enemies, uh, then another ground base, and then an even bigger one for the final boss. And the f- this last ground base, the final one, is similar to the first two, correct? It's not a plant. Right. Creature. This is a tech one, I believe. Yeah. And it's just massive. Yeah. No, there are so many turrets, man. It's, uh, you know, and even though, I don't know, these are these last two levels, I guess, are the ones where it starts truly being where I'm like, okay, the bosses are actually as hard as the levels now, kind of. There's so much going on. If you can't knock out a bunch of them right away if you're lucky or yeah you know. i mean once you get to the final bosses uh of the last two levels you the very first thing you have to do is just fly up to like the edge of them <laughs> and pray you take out the first like wave of you know the small ones at least because yeah. you need to have a little bit less firing going on at you somewhere yeah some kind of safish spot but you destroy them all i know you can do it you are flying the power strike after all and it's on to round six the hq and this level is full of green plants and some blue and purple technological backgrounds. And it is really like a, a boss rush. It's it like is. you only fly for a little short stints of time and then you hit another base or another uh, trader. Yeah, or the the Dynamon trader. You'll see that for the first time here. There's a bunch of them. It's just a series of like Dynamon trader, Maniac trader. Then there's like a mini boss base, then more traders, boss, ground base, boss, you know. Yeah. And the hardest part of this entire thing is that your time's going down at every boss. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there are a lot of times in this final level I found myself without any power-ups. Yeah, it's rough. And or you, that power-up of one, which I count as none. Yeah, it's – I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, but – Correct. You know, that, that, I, I agree. This was where – and I was really trying to, like – manage my time through save states where I was like, all right, I'm going to get this weapon and try to save it. Or, you mm-hmm. know, you can't really save it, but just, or pick the right one. You Not that you have a lot of choices. It's, it's really frustrating even for a cheater. Yeah. I could, I could see that. <laughs> but after you battle through like six different ground bases and trader bosses, you get to the biggest ground base of all with a whopping 16 guns. Yes. Laid out there that are, this is where 
I think this is the boss I was thinking of where they'll have the orbs that some of them emit that just kind of float around. They don't really come at you, but they'll block a lot of your shots. And, you know, it's it's really tough when you get down the last one and it's just covered in a cloud. And these are like the giant eyes as well. So the, they open and close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when they're closed, you can't do anything about it. So it, it can be a little uh, frustrating. Uh, luckily, though, when you are just firing on the closed eyes, at least if you manage to get yourself to the left or right of them a little bit, you mm-hmm. can always be hitting the the smaller cannons as well. Yeah, you can like stagger. Yeah. So you're, you're actually affecting two hitboxes. But once you destroy all 16 of these turrets, um, then parts of the floor fall off and... Uh, and they fall at you, which actually has happened throughout this level. Yeah, that's true. That's another another one where you'll have these like panels, metal panels that just start to like fold or pop off and then fall down. So avoid them. Or you can shoot them and destroy them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that too. But here they reveal some underneath ground. And I don't know if these are supposed to be eyes. Did you read them as eyes? The purple? I did. Or, or yeah, I just thought it was like an eight-eyed beast creature in mm-hmm. the floor. But I guess maybe those could just be mouths or plant turrets. I don't know. But... Honestly, once that comes out, I didn't. It was that was easier. not hard at all. No, yeah, no. I was like, I'm. This is nothing. <laughs> but yeah, you destroy those eight eyes as quickly as you can, and you've done it. You fly off into well, not a sunset, but you do fly off, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you get a nice little cutscene. Uh, you get some credits. Yeah, and you get you you get your little like stills where it's like the plane flying from an explosion, then like pilots, mm-hmm. thumbs up, welcome back, and they uh, carry you on their shoulders away. Yeah, you get some pseudonym credits here. Mm-hmm. But best of all, they do have a disclaimer that says events, characters, and names depicted in this game are fictitious. I saw that as well. I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought this really happened. I thought this was a documentary game, doggone it. Strange. But you've done it. You have beaten the game. All right, folks, this is the review portion of our show. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Uh, Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. Me too. I thought, you know, the graphics were all good enough to where I could recognize each ship. I knew what they were and how they would act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the sound when I heard it was pretty good. It never got annoying. Yeah, the sound effects were okay. Uh, but I, the sheer amount of graphics happening at all times was pretty impressive. Yeah, I was like, you know, while you don't have a lot of sprites, of, of individual sprites, you're almost constantly using all of them at once. You know, like, well, there aren't a lot of different sprites in the game. Like, there's a huge number of them on the screen at almost any given time. So, you know, kudos to them. And and I I like the music a lot, too. And there was enough difference in the types of bullets and stuff that I really, like, I understood what was needed of me at all times. Yeah. Next up is play control. Um, I went with a 2.5. I thought... It was fine. Like, there's not a lot going on. It's a I give it a 3.5. Yeah. Because I felt like while there's not a lot going on, it didn't, I, I could do what I needed to do most of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were nimble enough to get around through all the bullets you needed to. And on top of that, it didn't have anything weird going on. Like, you didn't have to hit select at any time. Right, right. You, know, you had your two guns. There were the two buttons. Yeah. You could hold them down if you wanted. It was just, um, I guess it's not really a 
play control issue, but you know, getting used to this game has its weird foibles where it's like you're invincible when you get those power chips briefly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not, I never quite got to the point where I was able to use that on purpose, you know? Gotcha. What about challenge? Well, the challenge factor of this game, I did rank it pretty highly, or even though I did cheat uh, less than you. I did realize that towards the end, it was totally necessary. It was. I gave it a 5.0. Uh, I'll give it a 4.0 uh, because, you know, the house continues. There are free men, but it is devastating to go down to one gun It's yeah, those later levels. It's so hard to get back up to speed, man. And I I don't know. I'm, I don't feel like I'm totally done with this game, so maybe I, I might revise it in the future. But I was just like shocked at how hard this game was like it really was like what was going on like i think i got to okay while still cheating using the nine lives code i was able to get to the third stage okay that's as far as i could get without overwhelming you know just save stating as often as i could to, to make it through like i kind of wish i was like if I, my i was emulating here uh but if that rewind feature i'm like this is the type of game where i'm like this could really help like yeah where i don't have to start the whole level over i could just rewind so i can not die or you know mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely. It's it's the greatest of features. <laughs> and then lastly, we have theme and fun. And I gave this a 3.5. I went with a 3.0, but it's it's fun. It's you know, it's one of those games that I'll be I would be so frustrated like or playing this game where you're starting to sweat where you're just like I just got to beat this level or you know, right. but I, I still keep coming back like even though Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it was intense. There is I was playing it uh at the rec center you know, and at one time, and I was like, "Am I? Do I look like a nut over here? Like, what? Luckily, there's no one else in this room in this lobby area that I'm at. So, um, but you know, I did enjoy the different levels. All had their own distinct theme. You do feel like you're flying through different areas to your final stage. So, I like that a lot. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, the big draw is all the different weapons, and they're and most of them are pretty cool. And they're not only cool, but they're also like they're not all just common weapons from other shooters you know they're all yeah. pretty unique like compile has their own kind of neat uh guns going on i guess i don't know <laughs> they do have their own neat guns who do, going everyone on. wants their own guns going on go on with your guns and so i ask you at the end of every show and i will continue to do so should you play this game um i'd say if you're a, if you if you have the chance and you're a sega fan give it a try um yeah if, it is just know it's hard uh if you're a fan of shmups if you're a fan of Gunnack or a mm-hmm. fan of Guardian Legends, then definitely check it out. Yeah, because, um, you know, at least play the first level, see what's up. Um, because if, if you can't handle that, then just back away slowly because, you know, it's, it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. Next week's game will be G.I. Joe, The Atlantis Factor for the NES. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. Phew. <laughs> and if you've ever beaten Power Strike without cheating, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will try to learn from your example. If I ever meet you, I'll shake your hand. Yeah, firmly but friendly. And, uh, of course, you can always follow us on the Facebooks at Cartridge Command, the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Uh, we let you know when new shows happen there. Uh, and as always, we must thank our wonderful and fine phone friends, our wonderful and fine friends at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Uh, it is the folks that give to us every month that make this show happen. They're the best, man. We really appreciate even the $1 donations, especially the $1 donations. Well, especially yeah. the $20 donations. Uh, but you know. hey, every single donation is great. 
and it helps this show happen. It pays for our equipment, our gas, our, you know, just the things we need to make the show come to you folks. Yeah, it's great, and it's spectacular. And as long as you guys uh, give, we'll keep making. So thank you all very, very much. 1,000 thanks, my liege. And as always, friends, game on! Next week's game will be G.I. Joe, the fate of Atlantis. Uh, the Atlantis, Atlantis factor. factor. Okay, yeah, yeah that's that, that, no, that's a different game. <laughs> next week's game will next week next week's game will be G.I. Joe, the fate of Atlantis. Atlantis fact. I did it again. <laughs> next week's game will G.I. Joe will G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts my back to laugh. Stop it. <laughs> Next week's game will be G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't do it. Oh, my gosh. Which uh, one is it? Is it the Atlantis? It's, it's Atla- the Atlantis Factor. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not looking at you. Okay, so you're not getting any eye contact here. <laughs> Next week's game will be G.I. Joe. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, I can't, do you leave the room? No. Next week's no. Next week's game will be G.I. Joe, the Atlantis Factor for the NES.